Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And the best place right at your fingertips to get the best Bucks coverage is follow on Twitter at Eric underscore name. E-R-I-C spelled the right way, does he, Eric? And he joins us now here on the Wendy's Big Show. Hello, Eric. What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, Nate? Well, Eric, some stuff has gone down since we talked to you last, last Thursday here on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, most notably, Eric or Chris Middleton goes down with that thigh contusion, and now tonight it's Dante DiVincenzo getting the first bit and the first chance to take over some of those starting minutes. Do you think this is going to be a rotation at that start, or do you think this is an opportunity for Dante to, to kind of take it off the sheet while Middleton's resting up with that thigh contusion? Yeah, I, I think... Obviously, Bud's going to go through a couple different ways during a game, but one thing that Bud has kind of done since he got here in Milwaukee is he kind of preaches consistency. So, you know, I feel like if he picks a guy, that's probably going to be the guy for, you know, at least a couple games, and if things go terribly, then he'll change it up. But uh, Bud just really appreciates that. Like, he likes having things go a certain way. He likes having rotation set. He likes having guys kind of be able to expect to know what they're going to expect each and every night. So I think if he picks a guy, that'll be the guy he goes with here for a little while. So uh, we'll kind of see how that plays out. But, you know, in my head, I was I was kind of thinking it was Aaron Brown, it was Dante DiVincenzo, one of those guys. Uh, but in the back of my mind, I know that Bud likes to go big in these situations sometimes. So I was kind of thinking Ersan, but uh, we'll see what Dante getting to crack at it and, and what he can do with it. And, the one thing that you know we've heard throughout really this entire, I, I guess I can say week because it's been three days here in Milwaukee, uh, the entire time we've heard this is a big chance for, for guys like Dante, for guys like Sterling, and those are the two names that keep getting brought up. So we'll see what those guys can do with these minutes. Hey, uh, Wes Matthews, uh, to this point, uh, any concern about what you've seen to this point? Or are you still confident that when time comes he'll be there when they need him? I think, you know, I asked Bud that question on, I guess it would have been Sunday in Oklahoma City before the game and asked something similar. Like, you know, you look at Wes in the first three games, I think it was 14 apiece in those three, and then since then he just really hasn't been able to score, hasn't really been able to make an impact offensively. And Bud assured me that he's happy with what Wesley's doing on the defensive end, which is good because obviously that's what, what Bud likes. But I do think you – you have to wonder if there's a little bit more he can do from a scoring perspective. I think this is a good opportunity for him to get to do a little bit more scoring. But the thing I keep looking at is his three-point percentage is just at 33%. Right. And that, that was the big thing that, you know, I was, you know, thinking through that, you know, hey, if you're not going to have Malcolm Brogdon that goes to the rack as much, uh, or you're going to have Matthew Matthews who doesn't go to the rack as much as Malcolm Brogdon, he's got to make up for it in other ways. And, that was supposed to be at the three-point line where, you know, he was a 40% catch-and-shoot guy. He was going to get a lot of easier looks. He was going to get wide open looks because he's playing with all these other guys, and he's missed those looks. 
and, and that's a problem. So, you know, if through 10 games, if there's two things I'm, I'm kind of looking at and wondering about, it's Wesley Matthews shooting uh, 33%, and it's Brooke Lopez shooting, I think, 29.6% from the three-point line, if I, if I have that number correctly. Uh, so those are two big concerns. Like the, the, the spacing around Giannis and chucking up a bunch of threes is obviously something that I've kind of stumped for over the years and campaigned for, and they did it last year. But if that percentage drops so low, it really throws everything else into flux. And that was something that Wesley Matthews talked about earlier this week was that, hey, if we miss a bunch of shots, we still have to be good defensively, and that's something that the Bucks have struggled with. They haven't been good defensively when they've missed shots. We've seen, I mean, what are we at, four or five comebacks in ten games uh, of, like, 15-plus points where teams get back in it because the Bucks start missing threes, other teams get out on transition and those long rebounds, and then all of a sudden the Bucks are in trouble and it, it's a game again. So, uh, to me, that Wesley Matthews shooting and Brooke Lopez shooting stand out to me thus far as far as, you know, through 10 games, things that I'm, you know, that haven't gone to expectations. Those are the two things I think right now that stand out to me. Oh, your your, your thoughts on this this injury though with with Middleton? Was it is it three to four weeks? Is it? It's not as bad as it was the, was the first time that he did it. But what what exactly is the is the injury? Yeah, I mean it's it's a contusion, which I. I mean, honestly, as a football guy, you probably you probably have lots of uh, experience with uh, contusions. You know, you get a yeah. Well, right football side. players, we don't uh, miss. Yeah, football players don't miss three to four weeks because we I, just I miss practice and we're ready to go on Sunday. I mean, you know, you guys are a little different. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree, but yeah. you know that you get a helmet inside the thigh pad and it's going to swell up and it's going to hurt a little bit. So, right. I think the big thing where uh, just what we've gotten over the last year with Bud is aggressively cautious is how they approach injuries. And I understand that that's an oxymoron. You can't both be aggressive right. and cautious. But they they do go out of their way to be pretty much as cautious as possible. That, okay. you know, if there's, if there's anything with any of their players, especially during the regular season, like before you get to the postseason and before you get to the end of the season, if it's in the middle of the season, they're going to give that guy more than enough time to, to get through this. So, if I had to guess, there's probably a whole bunch of swelling and a whole bunch of bruising on, on the top portion of Chris Middleton's leg, and they're going to make sure that all that bruising is gone and he's going to be ready to go whenever he does end up getting back on the floor. But they are going to take their time and make sure that he's right before they bring him back on. So, Eric, 10 games into the season, and, and you start to feel a little bit like you can read into if the team has, has come back in a different form than they were last year, and obviously we still have a long way to go, but the – start of the 2019-2020 season, has it gone similar to how you expect? Still feeling out the way that they're going to play with some new guys, but also getting wins against teams that they really should? Yeah, I think ultimately it, it's played pretty close to what I thought in that you know this is still going to be a really good basketball team. Uh, I don't think it's quite as good as the team that they had last year, uh, but they're still going to be really good. They're still going to win a bunch of games, but if they're going to find success, they're going to do it differently. And this year, I think we've we've seen that it's going to be with more threes. It's going to be a little bit less at the rim. And as much as Bud does not like to hear it or think about it, uh, you know, this might be a team that more often than not wins with their offense instead of their defense. And and that drives Bud crazy. And he would obviously much rather have it the other way. But I think when you look at this Bucks team, 
you have to at least think that that's the way it's going to go because I don't know if they're they're quite as good defensively this year. And you know, maybe in time it'll all work out. The the scheme will end up winning, and and they'll figure out what they need to figure out. Wesley will get better. Will get better, and the whole team will you know defend at a higher level. But to this point, they just haven't really really done that yet. So to me, that's that's going to be kind of how this goes. But overall, from you know, like an expectation standpoint, this team looks looks pretty similar to what I thought it would before the season. What about DJ Wilson? That was a guy that had a little bit of a run uh, last year, got everybody's hopes up that, okay, he's not a bust, he's going to turn this thing around, and now this year, beginning of the year, everybody's back to going, where's DJ Wilson? Yeah, I think uh, it's it's interesting to me that the the Bucks, whether it's John Horst or it was Mike Boonholz or, or I guess a, a combination of the brain trust there, I was just surprised by how much that they prioritized a backup center and how much they talked that up that, you know, during the off season it was, Oh yeah, you know, finally we have a backup center. That means we can play defense the same way uh, that we do. You know, we have another Lopez brother. So defense won't change for the other guy, four guys on the floor. Cause they broke off and bring Robin on. And in my head, I just kind of thought like, do you, do you need a backup center in the modern NBA? Like, uh, aren't we, are we thinking more about guys that can switch, guys that can move their feet on the defensive end, guys that can do a lot of different things on the defensive end as opposed to, you know, a guy that just kind of stands in the middle and, and helps defensively. So I was kind of surprised by that. And obviously we've seen Robin Lopez, I think, struggle quite a bit thus far this season where he's not hitting shots. And, like, ultimately he's still a plus, and the Bucks are still a plus when he's on the floor. Uh, but they're not as much of a plus when he's on the floor as, when other guys are on the floor. So uh, I think we're going to have to see how committed they are to this because at the end of the season, I think it makes a ton of sense to have a guy like Robin Lopez. Like, if you're going up against Philly and you can throw 48 minutes of Lopez brother at Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. that is awesome. That is that is great. But you don't play the Philadelphia 76ers for 82 games. Like, you, you don't need that every night. You need other stuff. Uh, so to me, that, that's going to be the interesting thing is, can at some point during the season, can they go to a guy like DJ Wilson? Uh, can they get him some minutes and play differently in those minutes than they normally do? And that still be okay with Bud, and that still be okay with with Robin Lopez. Like, is he still going to be fine with that role where he isn't playing as much? And there will still be the time, like, hey man, like we're going to need you in the postseason. We're going to need you uh, when we go up against all these bigs. And I mean, even like a, a Raptors team coming on strong, they have Marcus Saul. You look at the Pacers; they have two bigs as well. There, there's going to be a time when they need you, but I don't know if you need Robin Lopez night in, night out in an 82 game schedule. Eric, appreciate it, man. We'll talk next week, Thursday, covering the Milwaukee Bucks. Follow along all night long as they take on the Chicago Bulls tonight at Eric underscore name. N-E-H-N on Twitter. He is Eric Name. He joins us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Appreciate it, man. All right. Appreciate you. I'll see you. That's Eric Name joining us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019, look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your communities since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.